You're listening to WCAT Radio, your home for authentic Catholic programming. God bless you, seekers of Christ. This is Ronald Simeon, and the book is The Bible, The Love Letters from Your Father, The Lexa Divina of the Gospel of John, and we're in chapter 17. Jesus has given us another letter from the Father to pass on to us so that we may absorb it and learn it from Him and connect to Him. And when, we, when He speaks to us, we speak to Him, and then He speaks to us, and we speak to Him, and He speaks to us over and over again in each chapter and each verse we're able to pass on what we absorb from Jesus Christ we absorb him we like sponges we absorb him he he is the light we absorb his light we become light we absorb his word so we can speak his word in his way and with his attitude towards people. The compassion that he has. The love that he has. And sometimes the severity. Severity. When we're doing the wrong thing. Yes. It, it's like. When, when Jesus corrects us. You know. It's not like. Uh, oh, you do this. You do that. You do that. <laughs> that, that parents think they're doing the right thing when they do that. See, I th had a different experience where my father had to correct me about something when I was about 10, 11 years old and I disobeyed him and he put his arm around me. He put his arm around my shoulders and he says, I'm going to tell you this, it's not just for your own good, it's for my good too. You don't want to go to school and you are truanting and I'm allowing you to truant. We'll talk it over. Why are you truanting? Well, because they want to transfer me to Dippy High. I'm the head of my class I good in my school, but because we transferred and we moved, now I'm the head of the line. They got 30 kids in school, and they want to send me to a school where they send the children that can't do the studies. They call it we call it Dippy High in Buffalo. Not a high school at all. It's a place where the kids are transferred who can't pass their grades. So he says, all right, we're in this together. But don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'm your father. Now stand by you. That's true. I went, try to get to a parochial school. 
I wasn't a member of the parish. They wouldn't take me either. Finally got to a school where they would take me, and it was a blessing. Teachers were Catholic, although it was a public school. They were responsible. They had a good principal, and I flourished there. I was respected for my knowledge, for my effort to study, and I studied harder and harder. That's how the Lord corrects us. He puts his arm around us, says, I'm not just saying I'm going to do this for your good, it's for what I want. collaborate with me. I'm never going to steer you wrong. And that's what Jesus is saying now. He's talking to his father in chapter 17. We're going in from verses 11 to 21 today. And this is his prayer, his farewell prayer to the father. Those prayers he used to say to the Father when he went up on the mountain, when he left the apostles and then came back to them for the next day for preaching, or he left the, the Pharisees in the temple and he had a rough time with them, but the people standing around could evaluate and evaluate. This is Jesus the prophet of God. He works miracles. He gets our attention. And then he leads us to the Father. He leads us back to Yahweh. Meanwhile, all of these Pharisees and the scribes of scribal law, it's not just the Pharisees, but the scribal law, Pharisees were the enforcers. They were the the moral police of the scribes had so many interpretations of every rule of the, of the law, of the prophets, of the Ten Commandments, all in detail and all little specific, sometimes even ridiculous, ridiculous, things that Jesus had to correct. Imagine saying that you observe the law of God and and avoid servile work, but you're not allowed to cure a crippled man who's been praying for God's mercy for 38 years. So the people evaluated it. The people applauded Jesus. And he was becoming more and more popular. <laughs> Worst thing you could do with people who are trying to restrict and who are hard-hearted when they come down to it. They were hard-hearted. So you put burdens on people, but you don't lift a finger to relieve them from anything. And it's meaningful. The words of Jesus have meaningful. And here, it's very meaningful. He's going to his death within a few hours. 
He's leaving his disciples and he's giving them a summary of what he taught in his public life. He's saying the prayer that he always said to his father to connect to his father at all times. Remember, he had humanity in him. He had a human nature. He wanted this specific connection and time. Human time of connection. And that's what we have to do. We're in the human realm. We have the time for connection with Jesus. And so in their presence, he's praying to the Father and directing it. But they could see that he's directing them. It's like he has an arm arm on their shoulders. He, he's observed. He, he, he's reaching out to them. He's not berating them. And he speaks to the Father. They see how he loves his Father, his union with the Father. And he's going to his death. A human thing that's happening to him. It was human nature. And so he says to him in verse 11, Father, the time has come. I finished the public mission that you gave me to do in this world. I fulfilled it. My words, the applications of your of my of the virtues. And I modeled it. I modeled how you loved people. Now they see you through me. Yahweh is not the tar terrible ogre, like a holy devil. It stands just to punish. Yeah. That's what parents would say. I can give you a good punishment to learn your lesson. But he says, now I have to stand on what I promised you, on your plan for man. I'm no longer preaching. I'm not longer, no longer have to prove my identity to work miracles. I gave them the only way the truth in life, the path to you. The path to you is me. They have to walk with me. They have to let me carry them. They have to walk in my footsteps and follow. Or if they can't, if they're so wounded and so confused, I'll carry them on my shoulders. But they have to choose. They have to choose. They have to do it willingly. I don't force them. They have to see it, believe it, and come with me. But now, they have done the wrong things. They have betrayed you. They're in rebellion. They follow Satan. They say, God bless you, my Father Yahweh, Lord of the universe. But in practice in their lives, they follow the way of Satan. They follow the seven capital sins. They reverse the Ten Commandments. 
when I met and this great missionary in India, Archbishop Vagra, he said, you've got a great, you try to have a great understanding of the pagans in this country. He says, but I'll give you just one thing to look at as you see what goes on. Paganism is the reverse of the Ten Commandments. Apply that here. Apply that in your own country, in America. Apply it anywhere you go. If you judge persons of different religions, and that's paganism, the pagan elements in their religions, it's not just anything goes, whatever people decide is religion is religion. The will of God is only one all over the world. If they're doing the things that break the commandments, then are the vices, the seven capital sins, they're following Satan. They're benighted. They're your brothers and sisters. Help them. They're still the children of God. So this is what Jesus is doing. Now he's saying to the Father, this is the task of regeneration. It was Adam, now in my humanity, I'm the new Adam. Humanity will be recreated in my likeness, in your likeness, in the image of God that you said in the beginning, that man was created in your image. They've detached themselves from you through me, my humanity. I will merit the penalty, the relief of the penalty. I will pay the price for the disattachment and get the merit of reattachment. It's called redemption. I pay the price. So by suffering, I am your servant. My humanity becomes completely your servant. I will sacrifice as a lamb. So here is the point though that my disciples have to understand. Do not see anyone as your human enemy. The things where you disagree makes you inimical, but not enemies. You're all children of God. You don't agree with their attitudes. You don't agree with their vices. But you must agree that God gave them their souls and wants them returned. And I want them returned. And I will die for that. Just so you just can't die for the people that you love. People that agree with you. Because you yourselves have two stories. 
you have your agreeable part and your very disagreeable part. And if your friends are agreeing with your disagreeable parts that are away from the Lord, they're not your friends. They are your enablers. They are deceiving you. I die for all humanity. And Lord, Father, you made me the shepherd of mankind. And these are to be your co-shepherd, my co-shepherds. They're going to imitate, imitate me and I'm going to give the Holy Spirit give them special power to have that courage to face the wolves of the world and not to continue the oppression of the lambs of God but to defend them with their own lives as they see me in a few hours go to the cross and understand what it means to stand up for right and not give in to evil. So Father, keep them in this time of turmoil that comes where they will be in confusion themselves. When the weaknesses of their humanity may take over they be fearful to stand by me. Let their own deviant ways not work. Yes, they can excuse it, but all humanity's deviant plans and ways and solutions create only new problems. Lord, so I give them to you and ask that the Holy Spirit of God, our Holy Spirit, be united to them. The Spirit of Truth and unbroken power. The removal of not of human fear, but of conviction fear. Double fears. They have a fear as human beings, of course, emotional fear, but not wavering of conviction. So he continues in verse 12. I pass on my kingdom. I am establishing a kingdom here. A new kingdom. A kingdom of believers. A kingdom that is united to you. The kingdom of God on earth. Of my followers. It may seem like self-glorification that they, they belong to the kingdom but if they don't act 
as members of the kingdom and they're deviant and they're like persons who don't belong like an expression they say sometimes a cat trying to get out of a bin or thing a cat is not in the place where it wants to be it's looking for places to hide to get out of no they want to be comfortable in there they want to be safe but to do the right thing is to be safe to cave into the wrong is to not only to be unsafe but to make others unsafe keep them in faith their apprenticeship is over I will see to it they waver in their apprenticeship now they can't project the masterpiece of being true shepherds bring them back and I want to say this Lord our Father I glory in your fulfillment of the promise through me. You gave me this work to do. You sent me into this world. Your plan was to give me humanness and now I must face it. Yes. I will be recognized for what I do eventually not by everyone oh my I foresee it how many even in future generations will be embarrassed to mention my name even of my followers in public they'll act like I am a private person they try to privatize me. They try to privatize God. Sure. Keep him hidden. Don't mention his name. Not in, not in public. Public. Where's the public? The people out in the world are his children. Why can't they hear his word? The world in which they live is his home who created the world we just happen to be here we were dropped here out of the sky this is not this home does not belong to us we claim it we steal it from God 
the world, the universe belongs to God. What can we control here? We can't control his laws. Realize that. What would it take the Lord to destroy the whole human race? Just raise the oxygen level 10 feet momentarily for a few minutes and all humanity is dead. What futility. The Lord, as they live in your world, as they live by your law of justice and peace, let them be safe. Because that's the blanket of safety. Wars are not a blanket of safety. <laughs> Killing. Thou shalt not kill. It's not a blanket of safety. It's a momentary time between times of unsafety. Verse 14, he says, Of all those who are followers, keep them in my kingdom. My kingdom is a kingdom of peace. The messianic kingdom is a, a kingdom of justice. And they're trying to form all their own kingdoms, human kingdoms, that twist your laws. All of them. It's one we, we always proclaim in, the, in reality, in, if you read the news, it's the evil kingdom is the other kingdom. And our kingdom is not the evil kingdom. We're the good kingdom. We're the good guys. Well, look into it. get the same evil leaders same lying leaders the same self-interested leaders that themselves leech on the people what do you our way of life against their way of life <laughs> the truth is when you look at it They may be doing something that is extreme on certain issues than your own. And maybe you are proclaiming Christian values. But are they Christian values? Are they the values of the Lord? are the values of the Ten Commandments. If they're murdering adults and we are murdering babies, it's still murder. 
It's birthing the children of God. It's not correction of evil. It's the promotion of evil. Father, verse 15, may they remain in the world. Yes, they exist in the world, but do not make them of the world. Do not let them observe wordly non-godly ways while they're in the world. Look around you. Let's look around us. How confusing it is. I get confused to see that there is so much evil around us. People proclaim to be Christian and yet Promote hatred. Try to destroy other people from the good that they're doing. Not the evil that they're doing. Not to curtail it. But the good that they're doing. It's called invidia. Envy. Putting people down. Not proclaiming the good that others do. We do that for people around us. Baby, Lord, Father, protect them in this world, in your world, in your way, and not be promoters of darkness. They're supposed to be in opposition to the way, the evil way of the world, to the diabolical way of the world, to the satanic control of the world to the Satanism that is in all those who sin. So the battle continues. In this kingdom there's a battle on earth as long as it exists. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of man. Not the kingdom of man. It's not just kingdom of Satan, but man controlled by Satan. The human demons that ride the back of the dragon. Chapter 17, Book of Revelations. The battle continues. But with me, there'll be new armor. Arm of the Spirit. With me, alive and active at all times. They'll try to destroy me. New power. A new flag. The cross. Don't give up and don't give in. No matter what it says at the top of that cross. Jesus of Nazareth. King of the Jews. King of the world. King of the people of God. King of the chosen. Those who collaborate are chosen. You're already chosen by God to belong to the kingdom. The 
it's a question of your choice, of human choice, whether or not we join the kingdom of God and act on it. That these who are here be leaders in that. When they talk about the Lamb of God, there are the rams of God, the sheep are developed to be the rams. They will become active. Shepherds are ram, active sheep. Untainted, above reproach, above hypocrisy, active, and they can attack the wolves. Lambs become rams and attack the wolves. We call the church the kingdom of God is to be militant. The church militant. Militant means warriors. Does not mean wimps. <laughs> it's, it's the wrong W. Verse 16, let them not be deceived, Father. I am the salt of this world. Salt preserves pure, white and pure. And it makes you very attractive and appetizing. <laughs> Look at all, all the different saints there are. What appetizing lives they lived. Exciting lives they lived. They didn't live wimpish lives. They didn't say, say, well, I'm holy. I just sit here and pray. Pray, Lord, help me with this. You know, as if we have no power. If we have no power, we don't have the Spirit of God. I just hope that one thing, I don't want to be designated as, as a wimp Catholic. A wimp Catholic. A weeping Catholic. This pleading Catholic. That prayers are just pleadings. Prayer is going to the commander-in-chief and getting orders to do something. To defend against the enemy. Not let them have the leeway. Jesus says himself, the salt looks 
If you're salt, and I'm telling you you're salt, you have a sense of honesty, you have a sense of preserving, you have a sense of purity, and you're good for nothing. You do none of these things. Be cast out. Notice there's a thing too in regard to sacrifice of Jesus at the cross and the Passover of the Lamb. Before the sacrifice of the Lamb in the temple by the priests they were to be salted. Salted. Jesus says his disciples are the salt of the earth. Pure, honest, having integrity, offsetting rotting meat. Because that's what the world is and what sin is. It rots us from the inside. He's the light of the world. It offsets the darkness. There's no cave in and there's no give in. So in verse 17 he says, Father, consecrate them. Set them apart. Look at ourselves. Are we really set apart? Can anyone distinguish us in life from the paganism that's around us? The opposite of consecrate is giving in, collaborating with evil. That's not consecration. You're joining in with evil. You're no different from the pagans around you. Look how we see these Christians, how they love one another. How they're willing to die for Christ. How they're not afraid of the judges that misjudge us and change God's laws. We follow the law of God. There is no other law. If there are human laws that do not follow the law of God, they're not laws. They're human solutions. They're deviations. They all have to follow the Ten Commandments. They all have to follow the Ten Commandments. That is the law. So we have a mission. Father, I send them on my mission. You sent me, and I send them. 
You give them the eyes of faith. The faith are my eyes. Godly eyes. To see with the eyes of God. To see with the eyes of Jesus. Not to judge by human ways. Do not judge. Oh, they make such a hullabaloo of that. And Jesus says, do not judge. It doesn't, can't make an evaluation or a judgment. No, it doesn't mean that. It means, do not judge by human ways. Judge by the way God judges. Then you'll never be intimidated. Because you're willing to live and to die for what is true. Don't believe that? Look at the cross. What is Jesus willing to do? To live for truth and to die for truth. To not collaborate with evil. He didn't collaborate with the with Caiaphas with Pilate one one claimed to be of high religion the other one claimed to be of high power of militant power the leaders of the of the free world leaders of the world that had peace because a peace of death if you don't have peace we kill you a peace that is generated from inside from love is true peace it doesn't require death weapons it doesn't require ways of killing babies or people of the innocent Jesus didn't disagree with correcting people who were evil even corrected Peter he wasn't afraid of even those followers who were doing wrong he corrected Judas. He corrected Pilate. He corrected Caiaphas. But he didn't come to destroy any of them. Father, keep them vigilant focused on priorities. When you're focused on yourself, on self-interest, on what you can do for yourself to better yourself, make you greater than someone else, to make them beholden to oneself, is not exactly a priority. Love is giving 
more than receiving. You have to give love to even those who do not return it to you. Jesus is the prime example of that. He died for all men, for all sinners, for all those who don't return it to him. For those who return it, those who do not return it. But the ones who return it are givers. They're re returning givers. We are not gods, human, demon gods that receive everything and give a pittance to others. Money and power and position and pleasure. These are not the goals of eternity. All will be removed by death. Or Jesus saying, Love my way and strategy. The Father, I, I embrace all future generations. These that I'm sending out, I'm plowing the, I'm plowing the field now. I'm sowing the seed in these men. I'm sowing the seed in all those that follow me, that they are all to be farmers and sow seed with me. They will do the planting. I will give the increase. I will watch the harvest. And that will go from generation to generation. The kingdom is a, not an eternal kingdom on earth, but a militant kingdom on this earth. And it will continue in heaven for reward. There's no need anymore there to do any planting because all my followers will be there. But one thing I do have to say to them, they must avoid something. Avoid traitors, antichrists. There will be those even who proclaim me who are wolves in sheep's clothing. Satan in holy garb called a shepherd of Satan in holy garb they will pretend to do good when it is the cover for evil this is a special the work of the Holy Spirit to unmask these 
ones who put the mask of Christ on them. Mask rehashers of Jesus' teachings. Reinterpreters. Not straight, deviant. Those who, they can be known very easily. They attack the unity that we have. The Father unites himself once his children united to him. I come united with the, from the Father to reunite human race back to the Father. Reuniting doesn't mean casual attachment. Father, you are one God. You are one. We are one. The Trinity is one. My followers must be one with us, with me, as we are one. If anyone puts my name on it, and it is not my teaching and my modeling, and my will and united to the Father in the way that I'm united to the Father it is false there's only one good news there's only one me Jesus there's only one Father and there's only one way of following one way one truth, one life, one. People have a way of saying nice things with evil action. Division and renaming it's called denomination. D nomination renaming unnaming Jesus I am the way the truth and the life there is no way to the Father except by me I do not permit I do not authorize I do not tolerate division in my name. All teaching, all battling, all application is unchangeable, infallible, and not humanized, divinized, divine. I and the Father are one. May they be one as we are one. as we are one. Human division is insubordination. Verse 21, John's Gospel, chapter 17. This is what Jesus is saying 
to his church, to his followers, as he goes to proclaim it with his death. He dies for all, he teaches all, he wants all to come as the children of God. All children of God. Brothers and sisters, let's meditate on this and see where we conform or deform the body of Jesus. If you're deforming him, you're attacking his humanity. We're putting him on the cross. To conform to him is to glorify the Father and be as a thief on the cross. You are innocent. You are the one Master, remember us in your kingdom. And Jesus said, yes, you are in my kingdom this very moment. And you will be with me in the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray for each other and meditate in on this great prayer and repeat chapter 17 as Jesus going to his death in a few hours and speaking his farewell address to his disciples. God's beloved, I'm Annabelle Mosley, author, professor of theology, and host of Then Sings My Soul and Destination Sainthood on WCAT Radio. I invite you to listen in and find inspiration along this sacred journey we're traveling together to make our lives a masterpiece, and, with God's grace, become saints. Join me, Annabelle Mosley, for Then Sings My Soul and Destination Sainthood on WCAT Radio. God bless you. Remember, you're never alone. God is always with you. For listening to a production of WCAT Radio, Please join us in our mission of evangelization, and don't forget, love lifts up where knowledge takes flight.